Are you an American citizen? Are you a patriot? Do you support the United States Constitution? On today's show, we will discuss how we have been restricted. There has been mass censorship. We've been banned, silenced, demonetized, deplatformed. And all of these things have happened by Orwellian tech oligarchs. Free speech under attack. That is the focus of this edition of Expressions. Welcome to this special edition of Expressions. I'm your host, Sierra Tavares-Reyes. Today's topic, free speech under attack. The world that we know is being silenced. I am truly disgusted by the suppression of information, of free speech. The world on free speech as we know it is being under attack. I am truly disgusted by the suppression of information, of opinions, and free speech on platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. If you haven't noticed, there has been heavy censorship and the suppression of free speech on platforms like Facebook and YouTube. You also have it on Google and Pinterest. It is my belief that they are wanting everyone to be on the same page and not have anyone who has a difference of opinion. That is not American. Everyone should be able to express the opinions and thoughts of things that other people do not like regardless if you like it or not. But whether you are Republican or Democrat, whichever side of the aisle that you stand on, free speech is part of the United States Constitution and should never be infringed upon. Freedom of speech is a principle that supports the freedom of an individual or a community to articulate their opinions and ideas without the fear of retaliation, censorship, or legal sanction. The right to freedom of expression has been recognized as a human right in the Universal Declaration of Human Rights and International Human Rights Law by the United Nations. Many countries have constitutional law that protects free speech. Terms like free speech, freedom of speech, and freedom of expression are used interchangeably in political discourse. However, in a legal sense, the freedom of expression includes any activity of seeking, receiving, and imparting information or ideas, regardless of the medium used. 
Article 19 of the UDHR states that everyone shall have the right to hold opinions without interference, and everyone shall have the right to freedom of expression. This right shall include freedom to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas of all kinds, regardless of frontiers, either orally, in writing, or in print, in this form of art, or through any other media of his choice. The version of Article 19 in the ICCPR later amends this by stating that the exercise of these rights carries special duties and responsibilities and therefore be subject to certain restrictions when necessary or respect of the rights or reputation of others or the protection of national security of public order or of public health or morals. Freedom of speech and expression, therefore, may not be recognized as being absolute, and common limitations or boundaries to freedom of speech relate to libel, slander, obscenity, pornography, sedition, incitement, fighting words, hate speech, classified information, copyright violation, trade secrets, food labeling, non-disclosure agreements, the right to privacy, dignity, the right to be forgotten, public security, and perjury. Justifications for such include the harm principle proposed by John Stuart Mill in On Liberty, which suggests that the only purpose for which power can be rightfully exercised over any member of a civilized community against his will is to prevent harm to others. The idea of the offense principle is also used to justify speech limitations, describing the restriction on forms of expression deemed offensive to society, considering factors such as extent, duration, motives of the speaker, and ease with which it could be avoided. With the evolution of the digital age, application of freedom of speech becomes more controversial as new means of communication and restrictions arise. For example, the Golden Shield Project, an initiative by Chinese government's Ministry of Public Security that filters potentially unfavorable data from foreign countries. The Human Rights Measurement Initiative measures the right to opinion and expression for countries around the world using a survey of in-country human rights experts. We'll be right back after this. Well, I'm on the way the time pool, I wanna be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature for shelter you from the storm. Hold on, girl, I got the right tactics to turn you on. And girl, I wanna be the papa, you can be the mom. Oh. And we're back. Freedom of expression, freedom of speech, has a long history that predates modern international human rights instruments. It is thought that the ancient Athenian 
democratic principle of free speech may have emerged in the late 6th or 5th century B.C. Freedom of speech was vindicated by Erasmus and Milton. Edward Koch claimed freedom of speech as an ancient custom of Parliament in the 1590s, and it was affirmed in the Protestation of 1621. England's Bill of Rights 1689 legally established the constitutional right of freedom of speech in Parliament, which is still in effect, so-called Parliament privilege. One of the world's first Freedom of the Press Acts was introduced in Sweden in 1766. Swedish Freedom of the Press Act, mainly due to the classic liberal member of the parliament, an Austro-Bithynian priest, Anders Scheidinus. In a report published in 1776, he wrote, no evidence should be needed that a certain freedom of writing and printing is one of the strongest bulwarks of a free organization of the state, as without it, the estates would not have sufficient information for the drafting of good laws, and those dispensing justice will not be monitored, nor would the subjects know the requirements of law, the limits of their rights of government, and their responsibilities. Education and ethical conduct will be crushed. Coarseness in thought, speech, and manners would prevail, and dimness would darken the entire sky of our freedom in a few years. The free communication of ideas and opinions is one of the most precious of the rights of man. Every citizen may accordingly speak, write, and print with freedom, but shall be responsible for such abuses of this freedom as shall be defined by law. Relationship to other rights. The right to freedom of speech and expression is closely related to other rights. It may be limited when conflicting with other rights. The right to freedom of expression is also related to the right to a fair trial and court proceeding, which may limit access to the search for information or determine the opportunity and means in which freedom of expression is manifested within court proceedings. As a general principle, freedom of expression may not limit the right to privacy as well as the honor and reputation of others. However, greater latitude is given when criticism of public figures is involved. The right to freedom of expression is particularly important for media, which plays a special role as the bearer of the general right to freedom of expression for all. However, freedom of the press does not necessarily enable freedom of speech. Judith Lynchenberg has outlined conditions in which freedom of the press may constrain freedom of speech. For example, if all of the people who control the various mediums of publication suppress information or stifle the diversity of voices inherent in freedom of speech, this limitation was famously summarized as freedom of the press, which is guaranteed only to those who own one. Lynchenberg argues that the freedom of press of the press 
is simply a form of property right summed up by the principle, no money, no voice. As a negative right, freedom of speech is usually seen as a negative right. This means that the government is legally obliged to take no action against the speaker based on the speaker's views, but that no one is obliged to help any speakers publish their views, and no one is required to listen to, agree with, or acknowledge the speaker or the speaker's views. Coming up next, democracy in relation to social interaction, right after this. Democracy in relation to social interaction. Freedom of speech is understood to be the fundamental in a democracy. The norms on limiting freedom of expression mean that public debate may not be completely suppressed, even in times of emergency. One of the most notable proponents of the link between freedom of speech and democracy is Alexander Michael John. He has argued that the concept of democracy is that of self-government by the people. For such a system to work, an informed electorate is necessary. In order to be appropriately knowledgeable, there must be no constraints on the free flow of information and ideas. According to Michael John, democracy will not be true to its essential ideal if those in power can manipulate the electorate by withholding information and stifling criticism. Michael John acknowledges that the desire to manipulate opinion can stem from the motive of seeking to benefit society. However, he argues choosing manipulation negates in its means the democratic ideal. Limitations. Freedom of speech is not regarded as an absolute by some, with most legal systems generally setting limits on freedom of speech, particularly when freedom of speech conflicts with other rights and protections, such as in the cases of libel, slander, pornography, obscenity, fighting words, and intellectual property. Some limitations to freedom of speech may occur through legal sanction, and others may occur through social disapprobation. Harmful and offensive content. Some views are illegal to express because they can cause harm to others. This category often includes speech that is both false and dangerous, such as falsely shouting, fire, in a theater and causing a panic. Justifications for limitations to freedom of speech 
often reference the harm principle or the offense principle. Internet censorship. The concept of freedom of information has emerged in response to state-sponsored censorship, monitoring, and surveillance of the Internet. Internet censorship includes the control or suppression of the publishing or accessing of information on the Internet. The Global Internet Freedom Consortium claims to remove blocks to the free flow of information for what they term closed societies. According to the reporters Without Borders, Internet Enemy List, the following states engage in pervasive Internet censorship. Mainland China, Cuba, Iran, Myanmar, Burma, North Korea, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and Vietnam. A widely publicized example of internet censorship is the Great Firewall of China, in reference both to its role as a network firewall and the ancient Great Wall of China. The system blocks content by preventing IP addresses from being routed through and consists of standard firewall and proxy servers at the internet gateway. The system also selectively engages in DNS poisoning when particular sites are requested. The government does not appear to be systematically examining internet content as this appears to be technically impractical. Coming up next, we will discuss free speech and race right after this break. Don't know what happened cause things just went left. But here we go, back down the road. That's just the way that it goes. We made it this far for better or worse. I wanna feel it even if it hurts. I gotta cry to get to the other side. and race. Professor Hansard of Howard University says he is a big fan of free speech, but as a legal scholar who applies critical race theory to his research, he's found that the high ideals of free speech and assembly have never been fully and equally applied to black communities throughout American history. His research has found that the federal and especially state governments have long used their discretionary powers to ensure order to suppress the First Amendment rights of communities of color. But the high ideals of free speech have never been fully and equally applied in the United States. Governments have long used their discretionary power to suppress the First Amendment rights of black communities.
there's never been a moment where there was even close to a level of parity when it comes to freedom of speech protections, he says. And even though the vast majority of Black Lives Matter protests have been lawful and peaceful, these laws, emphasis, and on the instances of rioting and looting are an example of how the First Amendment restrictions are directed to communities of color. For him, the contrasting responses between the Black Lives Matter protests in Washington in June of 2020 and the storming of the Capitol on January 6 speaks volumes. When Black people were protesting, fully armed National Guard troops in camouflage stood guard throughout Washington with police in riot gear. On January 6th, there was little security and no National Guard troops were deployed. And if more so now, if you take such restrictions out of the realm of protests and you look at this hullabaloo over critical race theory, we saw people who were maybe just one year ago really up in arms about violations of free speech on campus and how we need more spaces for more people to say whatever they want. Now, there's literally laws being passed to stop people from thinking and expressing ideas about race and racial justice at these very same campuses. Republicans in 26 states have introduced bills to restrict teaching critical race theory or limit discussions of race and social justice. Nine of these states, including Florida, Idaho, Tennessee, Texas, and New Hampshire, have passed such legislation. Florida Governor DeSantis signed a bill meant to stand against the indoctrination of students in public universities. It requires administrators to survey students and faculty about their viewpoints. The stated goal is to discover the extent which competing ideas and perspectives are presented in public institutions and whether students and faculty feel free to express their beliefs and viewpoints on campus and in the classroom. The civic value of freedom of speech is enshrined in the First Amendment and woven throughout the American culture. It is often called the bedrock of liberty. The first principle from which all other political rights derive. The free exercise of religion, a free press, the right to peaceably assemble and express grievances to the government and petition change. The basic right to speak up and speak out without the government interfering is, in theory, the cornerstone of American democracy. But the nation has long struggled with it. In many ways, the country's First Amendment ideals have been defined as much as the exceptions as the affirmations. Throughout American history, state and federal governments, as well as cultural practices, have deemed some public speech too dangerous. At this bitterly polarized moment, those lines are particularly fraught. People on both the political right and left have struggled to navigate 
ever-evolving interpretations that are sometimes unfamiliar, sometimes at odds with one another. But in general, both sides in their own ways have begun to emphasize why government authorities, private businesses, or college administrators should more tightly regulate, if not suppress, certain kinds of public speech. The battle lines are asymmetrical, with Republicans aggressively using new state laws to curtail protests and courses of study. Liberals, meanwhile, have relied predominantly on societal pressure to cull speech they find offensive or hateful. The result is that the ideals of free speech are being simultaneously reshaped in profoundly different ways by both by both ends of the ideological spectrum, challenging notions of free speech that not long ago were widely considered bedrock. We'll be right back after this. Jump up and down and move it all around. Shake your hand to the sound, put your hands on the ground. Take one step left and one step right. One to the front and one to the side. Clap your hands once and clap your hands twice. And if it looks like this, then you do a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita's all I need, a little bit of Tina's what I see, a little bit of Sandra in the sun, a little bit of Mary all night long, a little bit of Jessica, here I am, a little bit of you makes me your man. The Expressions Podcast has been brought to you by Anchor. I want to thank you all for listening. Like what you just heard? Then please make a small donation to sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash Sierra Tavares Reyes. Thank you.